Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Of the many industries decimated by the coronavirus, the arts may have been hit the hardest. Performances being canceled means less income for organizations and for individual artists. And while some events have moved online, it's not the same, nor does it pay as well. The Regional Arts Commission wanted to help artists deal with the financial stress. Its St. Louis Artist Relief Fund has distributed thousands of grants to working artists across the eight-county St. Louis region. And here to discuss that fund and ongoing efforts to help artist is Mont Levy. He's the chair of the Board of Commissioners for the Regional Arts Commission. Mont, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I understand the Arts Commission created this fund in partnership with the St. Louis Community Foundation. Where did the money come from that went into it? Yeah, it came from several sources. I mean, uh, in mid-March, as the whole COVID uh, catastrophe was unfolding and the arts uh, had uh, already begun to suffer a serious uh, hurt. Um, The Regional Arts Commission looked to its own resources and its own mission to support individual artists um, and recognized we needed to do something. And so we immediately came forward with a $100,000 grant into this fund that we created. And we we partnered with the St. Louis Community Foundation because they had begun their resiliency fund. And we thought that kind of partnership made Uh, an awful lot of sense. Um, The funds then, beyond what the Regional Arts Commission was able to provide, uh, we went out and did some fundraising to individuals, um, to um, foundations and companies, uh, were able to raise some additional dollars. um, But the real heft of the dollars came from the, the amazing uh, Arts United STL Benefit Concert, hmm. which was produced by Opera Theater St. Louis. I understand that concert raised $350,000. You know, I was, I was just referencing how online events, you can't always get people to pay for tickets the way they'd pay for something in real life. Boy, did that prove the exception. Were you surprised by that total? Well, of course, and, and, and overjoyed by the generosity of the St. Louis community. Um, it was just a tremendous outpouring, it, and it was an outpouring both in response to the cause for which um, we, we, we were out there asking, but it was also a response to the organizations who came together to uh, demonstrate their incredible talents, um, and, and they brought out the best of themselves. I mean, it was a, a, an evening of an extraordinary entertainment, and I think really was a catalyst to spur people in our community to want to give, to support the artists who give them such joy and meaning in their lives day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So you guys put some seed money into this. That concert raised a ton of money, other people contributing. How big did this, has this fund gotten? Well, we were able to raise a little over $500,000. So what's the idea of where you want this money to go specifically? Well, it's no longer a question of where we want it to go. It's gone. Where has it gone? Yes. And (laughs) and we knew it was going to go and go quickly because the demand was huge. As it's called, this was emergent, you know, an artist relief fund. And these were smaller grants, $500 or $1,000, to go to working artists who had lost substantial uh, percentages of their income. Uh, because of canceled uh, uh, events uh, and gigs um, and who were 
suffering greatly and really needed basic uh, to meet basic needs. And so we gave grants to those who demonstrated uh, that profile of, of working artists, those who had lost. And, and as, as it worked out, I mean, 60 something percent of, of the artists in our area uh, have become fully unemployed uh, mm-hmm. and lost tremendous amounts. And um, the, um, the, the over 75 percent or right around 75 percent of the recipients of, of these grants lost between 75 and 100 percent of their income due to COVID-19. Wow, those are some some really staggering, sobering numbers. And our second guest uh, here that I want to introduce is just the kind of artist who this fund wanted to help, and that's Michelle Dillard. She's an actor, a voiceover artist, a playwright, and a director. Uh, Michelle Dillard, welcome to the show. Thank you. So how thank you did, for having me. How did you hear about these grants from the Regional Arts Commission? Well, I am a former uh, CAT graduate, so I'm always on uh, the Regional Arts Commission's uh, website, just <laughs> looking and searching and seeing what's going on. And when I happened to see it, I immediately applied. And was it difficult to, to put in that application? No, I found the application surprisingly quite easy um, to maneuver, and I was very happy to have received uh, the grant. And so, Mont, in, in terms of these applications, was there much screening done to make sure people are working artists? It seems like one of those almost hard-to-define things. Some people do art part-time, and, and some people do it full-time. And how, what kind of criteria were you looking for with that? Yeah, first of all, kudos to the RAC staff, because they really worked very hard to make sure that this application was as simple as possible um, and really relied on just the, you know, the artist attesting to their profile. Um, We knew an awful lot of these artists uh, because like Michelle, many of them had been cat artists or had come into uh, Rack's world in one way or another over the years. But we asked some basic questions about how much of artists' income uh, were from um, their artistic endeavors and how much of their income they had lost uh, due to cancellations due to COVID. And um, Mm -hmm. so we, you know, we trust our artists. Yeah. And and Michelle, as I was listing that that long list of, of titles, actor, voiceover artist, playwright, director, all I could think is, boy, these are all things that have been changed so much by this moment that we're in. How has your life been affected by just everything shutting down? Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. As an artist, um, all things have been impacted. Um, yeah, you know, I had a few things, irons in the fire, you know, before uh, the pandemic hit. And, um, you know, just had to really uh, readjust mentally. Um, I was preparing to do a a staged reading direct, a staged reading with First Run Theater Perform in South Carolina, uh, a show with Empower Entertainment, uh, a show in Baltimore, Maryland, and um, had my own project, um, Hashtag Me Too, Her Voice Must Be Heard. That was, I've performed it several times in St. Louis, but we were due to go to Indiana, Indiana and perform it. So those things and other things were interrupted. And I just found other ways to remain uh, relevant and busy. 
I was going to say beyond that financial impact that I know has hit so many people so hard, has it been hard to find an outlet for all the creativity that you have that, that you've been putting into these projects? You know what I decided to do. I, I honestly um, woke up and decided one day, you know what, I, I can allow this to defeat me or come up with new creative ideals to keep me relevant, to keep me creative and busy. And that is exactly what I did. I, I treated it. I got up, I, I stayed on a schedule. Hmm. I got up each morning, did my exercises, prayer, meditation, took a little time to laugh. And, and laughter to me really just keeps me sane during this time. And um, yeah, and I, I just kept myself busy with taking lots of acting classes and um, reading a lot and starting a couple of shows, um, had, uh, catching up with Michelle. I wanted to just tap into uh, the community by um, allowing art and communication to intersect. And I began to interview, similar to this, um, other artists, find out how they were coping during this crisis, because we can't assume everyone is coping okay in a crisis. I learned that years ago when I worked for the airlines, a friend of mine committed suicide after we were all laid off. And I didn't want to see that happen. And so many of us was were on lockdown. So I said, let me check in with my fellow artists to see how they're coping with this pandemic. And not only did it just help me, but it helped them as well, gave them a platform just to share, just like I'm having the opportunity to share with, with you guys. They shared on a different platform uh, via Zoom and Be Live TV. So that that was really one of the ways that I stayed busy and stayed relevant and had the opportunity also to um, shoot a couple of commercials and, and uh, PSAs in my own home. Wow. Uh, that, that was a new uh, hat that I had to wear. Not only did I find myself as the actor, but I found myself as the lighting person, as the sound person. Of course, the producers zoomed in and uh, gave me uh, direction. So, And you mastered was... some new skills there. I mean, that's uh, that's remarkable to hear. And, and Mont, hearing uh, Michelle describe this, it sounds like she really has so much resilience and has found a way to keep working and, and stay creative even in this. Is, is that something you're hearing from a lot of the artists that RAC has given these grants to? Yeah, I, you know, this moment where... Um, everything has been turned on its head and you can't count on anything that has been. It is a tremendous period of creativity and I'm seeing it in, in lots of different places. And certainly one of the things that we heard from a number of the recipients is that these funds um, allowed them to continue to be creative, either because it alleviated some immediate stresses of, of, just living expenses and, you know, uh, great percentages of these uh, of the funds were used for rent uh, hmm. and utilities, um, or it allowed them to do something that they needed to do to further a creative project they were doing. So there is no question that part of the benefit of the Artist Relief Fund was to help the flourishing of creativity in our community continue. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mont. That's great to hear. Um, and, and thank you uh, for joining us to describe how this fund is just paying off. Well, it's been a pleasure to be with you. And that's Mont Levy of the Regional Arts Commission and Michelle Dillard. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. 
This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.